lift your voice, everyone, all across this sanctuary. He alone is worthy. Watching online, lift your voice. Give praise to your God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
the book of Revelation, chapter 4, it says, And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne, who liveth forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever. And they cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. We were created to bring pleasure, glory, and honor, worship before Him. It says, After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude, which no man could number, of every nation, kindred, people, tongue, stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands, and cried with a loud voice, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne, and unto the Lamb. And all the angels stood round about the throne, and about the elders and the four beasts, and they fall down before the throne, their faces, and they worship God, saying, Amen. Blessing and glory, wisdom and thanksgiving, honor, power, and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. And one of the elders answered and said, What are these which are arrayed in white robes, and whence came they? And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest, and he said to me, These are they which came out of the great tribulation. They've had their robes washed and made white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore they are about the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among him, them. And they shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more, neither shall the sun uh, light upon them or heat of day for the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne. Hallelujah. Shall feed them and lead them in living fountains of water and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. That is heavenly worship. I think we've entered some kind of realm that is in close proximity presence of God is here and I want you to raise your hands hallelujah 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 everyone worship everyone encounter Christ
everyone to stand. I want to help you to understand what's happening here. Part of the DNA of this church, the culture of this church, and this is not new, I grew up in this church. I've been in this church for 53 years. But the culture and the DNA of this church has been about we must encounter Him. It is not enough to have religion. If religion could save America, America would be saved today. But one of the abiding foundational desires of this pastoral staff and of this church leadership and the background of this church is we want you to encounter Jesus. Nothing usurps that. You must have an encounter. And an encounter will trump an experience every time. Because there's something that happens when men encounter Christ. They're never the same. You can't be the same if you have a real-life encounter with Christ. You can't stay the same. Saul, in all of his foolishness, attacking the church of Jesus Christ, martyring people, he has an encounter with Christ and everything about him changes. You can't stay the same if you encounter Jesus. And that's why when we come together and we begin to worship God, our desire is that Jesus show up. That we not perform some religious function and, and, and some formal, you know, we, we have an order of service, but friends, we don't stick to that because at the end of the day, we want God to show up. We want Him to be so powerfully uh, known in our midst that not one person can leave this house and say, I did not feel Jesus there today. I want you to encounter Christ. And whether it was Lydia that we studied about in Life Group that helped to found the church in Philippi, she encountered Christ along the riverside as a businesswoman. Whether it was the Philippian jailer, he encountered Christ through two apostles that were released from prison. I want to tell you that when we have an encounter, the world around us should have an encounter because Jesus living in us, that means I take Jesus out of here, amen. And that when people encounter pastor, they're encountering Jesus. It's not I, but Christ that lives in me, the hope of glory. What happened when Moses had an encounter on the backside of the desert? Everything about his direction and destiny changed. If you have an encounter before you leave this house, everything changes. Nothing can stay the same. What happened with the disciples? Think with me. They were willing to drop their nets, leave their life and income to follow Christ because they had an encounter with Jesus. 
He said, follow me. When you hear his words and you meet him face to face and you have a spiritual encounter with Christ, friends, that's what these services are all about. That's the DNA of this church is we want every man, every woman, every junior high student up in the Family Life Center, everyone watching on live stream. We want every child that's in children's church and we even want the babies that are being held back in the nursery. We want them to encounter the risen Christ, Jesus, who changes lives, Jesus, who makes a difference Jesus who takes the old man and turns us around into a new creation and it all becomes fact because of an encounter something caused Elisha to burn his plows and his oxen and follow Elijah all because there was an encounter of a heaven kind Nathaniel under a fig tree Jesus said, Nathaniel, hey, I saw you under the fig tree. Come follow me. I was out at my fig tree yesterday picking a few figs, and I thought about that. Jesus saw a man under a fig tree, and it must have been a big fig tree, and they do have them like that in Israel. And he said, you were sitting under a fig tree, and I'm calling you now. Come fish for men. I'm telling you, every one of us is being called by Jesus for an encounter. And my whole first point of my, and my culture code here this morning is about having an encounter with Jesus. And I think the Holy Ghost just decided to rewrite my sermon, amen, and just take, hallelujah. Because we encounter him through the word, we encounter him through our worship, we encounter him through our prayers. Your notes say we encounter him through revivals. But it's all got to culminate then in Christ living in us. And your family, my family, seeing Jesus in us. You can't stay the same. The foolishness of Saul had to change when Saul encountered Christ. Perry Stone, for several years, told me, he said, you need to go up to Nimrod's fortress in the very northern parts of Israel. You need to go up there because the Damascus road is up through that area. And so this past February, the first week of March, we went up there and I started studying about that area and about the Damascus road. And it was somewhere on that road that Saul headed up that road to Damascus. Damascus is only about 40 miles from that, from that area, so it's very close proximity. And somewhere along there, headed to Damascus to persecute, a bright light shines from heaven, and a man encounters Jesus Christ. And for three days, he's blinded. For three days, he cannot see naturally, but he begins to see spiritually. And what will happen when you encounter Christ scales are going to begin to fall off of the old the old spiritual eyes and what you could not see you're going to begin to perceive what you could not understand the spiritual things of god they're going to start being illuminated